My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Cyber Ghost, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. <laughs> What in the dickens is going on around here? Who was driving it? I don't know. Curtis! It's coming after us! It was my first picture as a director. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. What is going on? I don't know! I just wanted someone to do Cybergo. Right. You want a war? You got one. I just want to get the hell out of here. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. And that's a promise. You're going to get us in an awful lot of trouble, man. Maximum terror. Jesus coming and he is. Maximum king. Maybe tomorrow will be our world again. Dino De Laurentiis presents Stephen King's Cyber Ghost. Hey, welcome to the show. Before we get too far into the episode, just going to say, quick show note, Quentin is taking some time off, so it's just going to be mostly me and some guests. So join me for some show. And now on to your show, which is regular scheduled. Hey, welcome to Double Issue. I'm your host, Daniel Poole, and I'm joined this week by... Kate the Great, my wife. Hello. Also, Oceanic Bones on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. So, this week on the show, we're going to have you on to discuss your character from the Christmas caper, Cyber Ghost. Yeah, Cyber Ghost. Um, mainly inspired by Ghost, G-O-S-T. Not to be confused with the other band, G-H-O-S-T. What about the heavy metal G-O-S-T where he dresses like the Pope? Is it that one? Yeah. No, it's not that one. (laughs) No, it's not that one. Uh, One of the times that I went to go see G-O-S-T in concert in Austin, our Uber driver was with Lisa and our Uber driver was like, oh, I didn't know they were in concert. (laughs) And so that was kind of a indicator like, oh, wait, no, that's not, that's not right. Like, I don't think they know who they're talking about. Like, my friend, like, always dresses up for their shows and stuff like that. Just, <laughs> we're talking about the wrong ghost, but I'm not going to go through the hassle of correcting them. So <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it should be a good show. No, it's kind of hilarious because I went through Spotify looking for the right ghost because mm-hmm. I like listening to his lungs enough after we've gone to a lot of concerts and i'm always right. like oh there's several <laughs> ghosts in there's here several and i think even on spotify they have attributed a different ghost that does like hip-hop 
Oh, stuff. yeah. Like, there's still some of that that shows up in his discography. <laughs> that it's like, I don't think he did this hip hop stuff. <laughs> I could be mistaken, but it just doesn't seem to fit. Yeah, because his, his deal now is very, like, satanic and 80s movies. Satanic and, like, heavy metal stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Though it would be amazing to see him doing hip hop, but, like, dress it... the way he does. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that would be pretty interesting. <laughs> like, it's really heavy metal light show and costume <laughs> and then just... Mm, sh- mm, mm. <laughs> right, yeah. Like... <laughs> Some trap music playing or something <laughs> like that. Uh, it would be nice to hear more of the, was it the Pirate Twins that opened? Oh, cool. yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. They had a pretty good set. And they looked pretty neat, too. <laughs> they looked like extras from The Matrix that were, like, waiting yeah. to go on scene. Yeah, pretty much. And they just, like, were at their laptops started the music and then like hung out and chatted with people and stuff like that i felt i felt bad because i'd never seen a show like that before and i kept expecting them to start like say words or yeah yeah or like play their song and then they're just putting on other songs it was cool though (laughs) yeah no it was pretty casual and pretty like chill yeah oh man but yeah Something we're not used to. Yeah. I love that bar. Oh, yeah. That was a cool bar. Because it was two levels? Yeah. Because, like, the top level was almost like an Oklahoma show. Uh Where it was just, like, a big open room with a bar on one side. But then it had a coat check, which is very un-Oklahoman. Very. It never gets that cold. And then... I wish they would have coat checks, though, still. That's true. It just would be handy if, like, hey, I don't want to hold on to my stuff. Can I pay somebody to to (laughs) hold on to my stuff? Oh, but then back to the show. So there's the big top room. But then there were steps down to the second bar. And it was so cool. Yeah, it was like a secret bar. And it was just an open space with the bar on the right and then tables on each side. And so you just had, like, an open kind of dance floor space. Yeah. Do you know how many ghost shows you've gone to now? Um, well, that's a good question. It's like two or three in Texas. Well, yeah, because it started in, what, 2016? We went to Chicago. And I can't remember if I've seen him before that or not, but Chicago and then... Yeah, we caught him in like Austin and Dallas. I've yeah, multiple times I've caught him in Austin and Dallas. He was doing tour stuff with Dance with the Dead. Hmm. So for a while it was seeing Dance with the Dead and Ghost all in the oh, same. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then this last year I saw him three times. Yeah. In like New York City, Philadelphia. Tulsa so probably it's getting close to like 10 almost yeah 10 times of seeing him in show in concert because you caught him in Philadelphia and then took the train to go see him in New York right this next day well no I went to New York first like that was kind of an impromptu thing because it was like oh I'm in Philadelphia why not just go and so I just bought a ticket and was (laughs) like well I'm I'm off 
And so I saw him at uh, Le Poisson Rouge in New York City, and that was hella dope. That was pretty cool. I don't know. His Philly show was a lot better, I feel. Yeah. The the bar was kind of small. And, um, like, I got PBRs for, like, less than what they charged. Because I, I forget what it was. But they ended up just being like, oh, just give me this much money for a PBR. So I was like, okay. But uh, the fashion there from some of the other concert goers was really impressive. Like, on point, there was some pretty goth fashion, like, outfits and whatnot there. Uh, So, and that was a pretty good show. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. So, um, I try to catch him whenever I can. He's going to be in the UK in August the UK and then he's going to go like right next right to the right to Czech Re- the Czech Republic for like this super awesome heavy metal festival that's in like an old fortress. Uh-oh. <laughs> it sounds pretty metal. Um so he's yeah. a he's headlining that sh- that series, right? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Despite what he photoshopped on like his Twitter and Instagram, which I that's fine, I get it. Like it's cool. But uh no. <laughs> He's not headlining them. He I think he needs to I don't know. I know he wants to do more with heavy metal stuff, but I think he's gotten a lot of recognition from like the synthwave community. Or at least at one point he did. Um, And so I don't think he should completely turn his back on that. But I think musically he wants to do like heavy metal stuff. So I'm sure he'll figure it out. I just hope he does some shows closer, like, you know, in the United States again at some point this year. Because the last show we went to, it was kind of a disappointment. Like, I was kind of sad. Um just because he had sound issues and so he stormed off the stage. Uh, the rest of the show was pretty good, but yeah, his, his set didn't quite work out. Yeah. I felt really bad. Was it the nine inch nail song that he actually sings on? Yeah. Yeah. That was the last song that he sang, which I don't know. It's a pretty good like cover, but I just felt bad because I knew his pain because he couldn't hear himself in the monitors at all. Right. Yeah. And in that lot of a show, it's easy to like get off key. I was just, Oh no. As a sound person, I was like, I know what's wrong. Uh, (laughs) I can't fix it. Should have just like gone back to the sound stage and pushed everybody (laughs) out of the way and be like, I'll fix it. We could have saved the show for ghosts. (laughs) That's right. It's going to be like, instead of kiss, save Santa, it's going to be like, we the save. Cool, save ghosts. <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> and then she, he pointed to you and was like, Kate, my best fan, get up here and help me finish singing this. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> We're going to, it's going to be like a super like cutesy claymation stop motion <laughs> film. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did really like that Tulsa show because of uh how the like not it wasn't Guar, but they're like a Guar like ripoff oh, band. Um I wanna say it was Ghoul. Was it Ghoul? Hold on. I've I remember taking a picture of the lineup in they had like the posters in the bathroom. Oh. And so I can pull up the lineup. It was so it was Black Dolly and Murder. That was the headliner. And I'm pretty sure it was Ghoul. There was Havoc, Ghoul, and Skeletal Remains. And I'm pretty sure it was Ghoul that put on the pretty good show. I don't know. They were all pretty good. We bounced. I think we bounced when Black Dahlia came on. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, some of the heavy metal kind of sounds the same. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of, like, nuances that you could argue about with that. Um, but, I don't know, at this show, they were all good bands, but it all kind of was sort of the same sound. Yeah. Especially the first couple of, like, opening acts that were a little smaller. Yeah. Right. But it was still a fun show. Nice yeah. to get up, get up to Tulsa, because we don't really get up to Tulsa a whole lot. Right. And we got to stop and kind of look around Tulsa a little bit before it started, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, we saw the center of the universe, and we stopped in at a record store, too. Yeah. We stopped off at a uh, nature and candles. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Totally not a witch yeah, shop. Get so. your, right. Yeah, exactly. You could get your crystals and... <laughs> All sorts of things. Uh, And we also ate dinner at the same place that Ghost ate dinner as well. Oh, yeah. So there was that. We were sitting at the table and we had just ordered. I think we were waiting for our food. And Ghost and like his tour manager, like right hand man, were walking behind you. And it was just like, I know those faces. (laughs) So, I kind of wanted to say something, but um, I figured, you know, he probably doesn't want to be bothered before the show. So. He did go sit kind of off in the back. Yeah. So. I appreciate that you kept your fangirl. A, a <laughs> My inner fangirl. <laughs> I think I'm too, too nervous about doing stuff like that because it's one of those like i don't know this person why am i gonna talk to them like my kind of like social anxiety shows up and it's like oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bother them i don't know them i don't really know them see that's so i get kind of like that but then i'll work up the courage and but then i'll like lose like control over the volume of my voice right Well, yeah, I figured if, yeah, like I figured if I did actually muster up the courage to be like, hey, like I'm a huge fan, I feel like I would have just rambled on. Like I would have lost the ability to make a coherent sentence and then like it would have just been weird and awkward. So it's like, let's, I already make enough weird, awkward moments anyways. Let's, (laughs) let's not like actively contribute to that. So this is your chance to make more. (laughs) <laughs> that's right 
No, I figured it's just, it's cool enough to say that we ate at the same restaurant as he did. And maybe there's, there'll be another opportunity for me to like get a picture with him or something like that. Yeah. I do think it's funny. We, we usually just park at that restaurant and we never go in. Yeah. But we actually ate there. <laughs> Despite what the signs <laughs> tell you about parking at this restaurant. Because usually yeah, it's closed exactly. by the time we're there. And it was well, yeah, actually and super good. It was really good. It was a good Mexican place. Um, well, and we had original plans to go to the restaurant next to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they were closed for whatever reason on a Sunday. I can't remember if they were doing like construction or if it was just like that's their day off or something. I think it might have just been that was their day off. Oh, but then we walked past the brewery that I had been meaning to go to for like years. Yeah, <laughs> it was right across from the concert venue. So we were standing in line looking through like, oh, we should have gone there. Yeah. We could have gotten like properly sauced before and then just crossed the street and gone to the show. Oh, man, I was afraid of drinking that night, though, because my gout was like trying. Mm. And... I remember standing in line being like, I'm such an old man because I'm sitting here like, I should have brought my cane. It kind of hurts. And I was kind of like, of all these kids. And then like a guy ahead of us had his cane and I was like, vindication. (laughs) (laughs) Another old millennial. You just need to have like a like retractable cane or something like that. Some like portable cane that you can, you know, unfold. Get the hurry cane. But like snaps too. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that way you just have it in your pocket. Yeah. And, you know. Do you find yourself needing a cane sometimes, but not all the time? Have, you know. And just imagine some infomercial like that now. Well, it just reminds me, I had a client come into the office and they're kind of dressed steampunky. And then whenever they mm-hmm. left, they just popped their hurricane out. And for just oh. a moment, I was like, you're so steampunk. <laughs> <laughs> you're just missing like a monocle and a stovepipe hat. Living the steampunk life. It's true. I didn't think it was an actual lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, why Why would it not be a lifestyle? I don't know, I'm trying to think of somebody who's like big into steampunk. They just hear that and just be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. Cherry Priest is, as of this right now, on her way to me in her Zeppelin airship to launch (laughs) cannonballs of discussion and retort at the house. Steampunk is life. (laughs) Well, I guess we should talk about Cyber Ghost, though. (laughs) Yeah. Well, aside from that, I really didn't have any other inspiration for Cyber Ghost. Okay. I mean, I guess I'm already, like, I'm always kind of on the computer a whole lot. So, like, there's kind of another inspiration behind it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ghost was really the big inspiration for that. And just Cyber Ghost, like, always on the computer. I wish I had cool, like, you know, leet hacksaw skills uh, with coding and stuff like that. But I don't. Yeah. So, um, I imagine Cyber Ghost would probably be like pretty awesome at uh, all the hacking and whatnot. 
Uh, which I, side note, I was checking my email at work today and checking the uh, registrar's account and there was some spam. I always just kind of peruse the spam just to make sure we don't like lose somebody's transcript request or something like that. And um, there was a um, an email message from an anonymous hacker. <laughs> And they were going the whole route of like, I know the websites that you've been to and like the last dirty website that you went to, you downloaded my virus and uh, I recorded you and I'm going to release this video to your friends and colleagues because I also downloaded your contact list and like a list of your Facebook friends and, you know, like, but if you send me like so much Bitcoin, which it was like <laughs> point, it was like point And then like a string of numbers, like 0. 0.56870, like just some weird thing. And it was like, and you know, it's equivalent to like 3000 us dollars or something <laughs> like that. And they were like, don't cross me because I know like all these cool things and whatnot. It's just, Okay. I'm so scared, like, sure. So it just made me think of that. They were just like, I have all these fancy tools and you can't fool me. And like, <laughs> oh, and they were like, if you want extra time, um, I might consider it. You just have to open up a notepad document and type 48 hertz, like 48HZ. <laughs> And I might consider giving you 48 more hours to get the Bitcoin. Just, uh, sure. <laughs> All right. I'm terrified. So, so I think at some point I got something similar mm -hmm. on my work email. And my thir first thought was, you're way overestimating my shame. Like, <laughs> do it. I'm never running for president. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they were like you're such a pervert you're just um okay. i mean yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> all right it's 2019 who isn't <laughs> <laughs> right like we've all got something it's okay it's all right was it the tentacles it's probably the tentacles isn't it <laughs> can't help myself <laughs> One more tangent that just reminds me that whenever, um, oh, uh, oh, what was that old blog website that we used in high school? Um, Zanga? Zanga. Mm -hmm. On my Zanga, I joined a group that um, my sister was in that was called I Slash My Characters, Not My Wrist. Oh. And I didn't know what slash fiction was. And so I uh -huh. was like, oh, this is like a very positive, like, um, we write fan fiction kind of group. And then sitting at lunch one day, Laura explained to me what slash fiction was. <laughs> and then her and her friend began having a conversation about their favorite Harry Potter sl slash fiction. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I oh, no. <laughs> I think, oddly enough, uh, slash fiction I learned about through Harry Potter. Hey. I haven't read any personally, but that was how it was explained to me as well. It was like, 
Well, yeah, like, it's just characters that are in, like, a sexy relationship. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the characters from Harry Potter are just, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you could do that. Like, I didn't realize that was a possibility. But, yeah. uh, okay. Like, <laughs> I've never really gotten into it, but, you know, to each their own. And see, with Harry Potter, I was like, oh, uh, that's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're all kind of young. And it's kind of, right. I don't think of them that way necessarily. But then, no. which show was it? It was something like Serenity or something like that. And I was like, those two people need to get together. And I was like, <laughs> yes. oh God, it could be me. <laughs> the Slash could be coming from inside the house. Well, and I feel like now it's, um, with shows like Hannibal and uh, even like Star Wars with like Poe Dameron and Finn and general hux and kylo ren like (laughs) i just i feel like more shows now are inadvertently geared towards that yeah maybe i don't know it it, maybe that's just a weird observation on my part but i just i find myself now when we go like watch movies or something like that um what was it oh i could see some moments in uh aquaman that it was like and then they kissed right (laughs) Like you mean William Defoe and Jason Momoa? <laughs> they're just like super close to each other, or even I don't know. It's yeah, it's just one of those like yeah, I can see that. I could see somebody writing that, like you know, I just they were training, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, I so can't think of William Defoe in that scene not making his Green Goblin face. This is the reason I <laughs> chuckle. Just like open mouth, very toothy kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I didn't have too much <laughs> other inspiration for Cyber Ghost. Okay. Uh, I remember we got a little bit into their powers. They can ghost into the right. machine. Yeah, she can ghost into the machine. And so she's able to like manipulate things that way uh yeah because i think she got into the computer and like disabled some traps yeah if i remember correctly i know we kind of had like a couple of moments where we had to sit and discuss things so are they an actual dead person ghost or can they just become like electricity or Oh, that's a good question. I mean, immediately I want to go for like the undead thing because that's just kind of a, I guess, a cool thing I'm into. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like you know trying to figure out logistics for that might get kind of weird. Yeah, we've got a lion that is a giant flower monster, and oh, that's true. Uh, an entire supervillain team made up of gluing. Their powers are all glue-based. So, I mean... Okay, so we could we could make it work. Yeah, I don't think this is too bad. Yeah, no, okay. So, like, undead sounds pretty cool. Uh, perhaps maybe, like, undead otherworldly powers? Perhaps she got them that way? Okay. I'm imagining, like, a bunch of old, like, Dell computers... But they're stacked out in like a pentagram. 
Ooh. And someone's going yes. around turning them all on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I guess how would she have gotten those powers? Hmm. Yeah. Um, this is where I kind of struggle with character creation. Uh, I feel like I always, like, there's always some sort of element or something that I'm missing when it comes to character creation that other people seem to have, where it's just like, oh, yeah, this is like, you know, the story for this character, and like, this is how they get that way. And I'm just like, um, I don't know. (laughs) It's not that I don't want to like try, it's just. I feel like I'm missing a link or something like that. Yeah. So I always feel like I struggle with character creation. Well, you know, a lot of ghost songs and stuff are based off of like old B movies. Mm hmm. And since she's a villain, is she like a B movie villain? Like these teenagers Ooh. were playing around with a witch computer and. <laughs> summoned her out or something like that or perhaps well yeah because they do probably yeah the b-movie aspects might be pretty fun know what your problem is barry i gotta start thinking b barry how much longer is this going to go on it's been three days i don't understand why you're not working well, I've got a lot of big life decisions I'm thinking about. What life? You have no life. You have no job. You're barely a bee. Would it kill you to just make a little honey? Barry, come out from under there. Your father's talking to you. Martin, would you talk to him? Um. If she wants you, she'll hax you. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, we could go the prowler route. <laughs> um, and... Somehow she was like jilted. And so now she, you know, comes back for revenge. Oh, actually, that might be an interesting thing. Like maybe she fell in love with somebody online and they broke her heart. Was she catfished? <laughs> she, I, she could have very well. Yeah, we. I mean, we could go that route. This seems like a pretty... Um, heinous thing. <laughs> and see, I feel like it's got to be like just it was loveless catfishing because sometimes catfishing, it's like the wrong thing for the right reason. What do you mean? Is, well, like sometimes people are like, "I really love you, but you wouldn't give me the time of day because I'm not pretty enough." Oh, right. But I feel like in this situation, it was just like, yeah, I was going to rob you. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, like, the other person, like, the person that she fell in love with just didn't actually love her and was, like, just using her to gain something. Yeah. What if they catfished her to steal her soul? (gasps) Oh. I mean, that could be it. That actually is kind of cool. I feel like that does fit. Like, I could imagine some synthwave song to go with that kind of thing. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. I need to find my pencil so that I can <laughs> write this down. 
I'm taking notes too, if it helps. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Kate. I'm super into computers. I'm sitting on a big powerful one. Where is my pencil? <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't want to type because my keyboard is very clickety clackety. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, the laptop is thankfully very not clickety clackety. I love how the laptop sounds. Uh, when you're typing on it, it feels good when you're typing on yeah. it too. Not that this keyboard doesn't feel good. Like I, I appreciate it as well, but it, um, it's just, it's loud. Yeah. No, I really, I got this brand of laptop cause it's like the water resistant one. Right. And I think they put some extra cushion or something in there. I don't know. That's really nice. nice. I don't know what I did with my pencil. Oh. Oh, where is your pencil? Oh, oh I totally forgot to tell you. What's it? Saturday night? No, Friday night. I got onto VR chat and was world hopping, and they now have a Veggie Tales <laughs> room that you can go into. You can watch episodes of Veggie Tales. <laughs> Which it was really nice because they were like, you can choose Veggie Tales, but like you can choose an episode to watch. But just make sure, like check with the other people who might be watching <laughs> if it's okay to change the the episode. Um, and so like it's just it's the Veggie Tales world in VR, and it just was kind of weird for a moment because it was like as a kid I grew up watching this. Like all the time, like anytime we went to church functions, that's probably something that we were going to watch. And so I never in my wildest dreams would have thought like, hey, one day I'm going to go be able to go into like a virtual reality world and like experience Veggie Tales that way. Uh, <laughs> so it was just an odd moment because it was like, if I could go back and tell my young self, like, hey, this is going to be pretty cool, but you're going to be able to see like Larry, the cucumber more defined <laughs> in the future. I would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, so it was really bizarre. It was cool, but it was just like, wow, this is very weird. Now what quality, like what era of VeggieTales are we talking? Like the low poly era or like their newer high res Oh, it was low poly era. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the original stuff. I don't, yeah, after a while I didn't keep up with their new stuff. Oh. Uh, they got a little but, smoother uh, once they actually started making bank. Yeah. Man, I still enjoy VeggieTales because even though it's like religious, I still feel like their messages aren't terrible and they're funny. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I feel like now I just have a hard time because the I feel like the underlying message is just something that's like, I mean, you <laughs> meant well with what you were trying to get across, but it has like unintended bad consequences <laughs> in terms of like how kids believed and like perceived themselves. It may not personal experience i feel like it may not have always um 
resulted in the best understanding of the lesson that they were trying to get across. So it got kind of warped, I think, in translation. And I think that causes problems. But that's a whole nother can of worms. So. Oh, Larry, you've committed adultery. (laughs) We're going to have to stone you. Right. Get the frozen peas. Well, then don't you like cite the cheeseburger song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cheeseburger song is kind of about waiting till marriage to have sex, which is like when the store opens and the store is ready right. to sell cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. And they which... sing the cheeseburgers all night, but they get so hungry that they decide to go have a taco instead. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, that's just really odd because it's like, <laughs> you're kind of teaching people to see other people as like objects and things that you can buy uh but yeah anyways i feel like we're kind of getting off Uh, off topic here i do want to say i just had the idea that we should do fruit like fruity tales Uh and it's just like the antithesis of veggie tales oh so it's like the secular version I don't. I don't know so what that would include. So you have like a grape that's always drunk. <laughs> um, have you know, like bananas that are always getting into compromising positions, and they're <laughs> like, "But it's okay because sex is cool, and we don't shame you for enjoying it." Right. <laughs> There's the annoying orange just for a product tie-in. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. Um. But yeah, back to back to cyber ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets catfished by this demon. So maybe she was already yeah. like a pretty good hacker. Yeah. Yeah, because now I kind of imagine her like a young Neo kind of yeah. person. Um, maybe kind of like on the fringe of everything doesn't quite fit in uh you know has her like own little world that she keeps too and doesn't really socialize a whole lot pretty unconventional okay now at the christmas caper i don't know are we catching up with her when she's still pretty young or is that like pretty far into her career i would say it sounded kind of like it was pretty far into her career yeah okay just because we kind of were like, oh, well, you remember that w- other one time that, you know. <laughs> Where we attacked the super UN. Ha- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so sh- I think at the Christmas caper, she's kind of been, she's not new to the game. Okay. Okay. So did she defeat the demon or does he like still have something over her? I feel like he would still have something over her. He, like, got away. Um, maybe not before she, like, got a hit in on him or something like that. Like, was able to maybe kind of attack him still. But I feel like he probably was pretty powerful. And so that might be, like, her driving force for continuing, like, okay. continuing her ways. She's always constantly, like, hunting him down. Or trying to, at least. Maybe they, like, stole her original body. 
Or is that too Ooh. weird? Mm. No, I'd like to think she just has her original body. Oh, okay. But like maybe she's trying to get like her soul back or something like that. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty good. Um So she's an elite hacker. She can turn yeah. into a machine ghost. Yeah. And yeah, she computers. can kind of travel through circuitry and machines. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, what other power she could have. And I thought of, like, those 80s movies where, like, the house comes alive because someone hacked oh. it. <laughs> She's, like, yeah, sicking blenders see- on people. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. Oh, man. Uh,. That reminds me of when, I don't know how old I was, but we went and visited my parents, or my grandparents in Maryland when I was like a young girl. And there was, I think it was a Stephen King movie where like (laughs) something happens and all the machinery comes to life and like freaks out. And turns on and like blenders are going and toasters are popping toast and, you know, like just all sorts of weird things happening with uh, electronics. And I remember seeing that as a little girl, but I didn't fully understand it. And then like it's shortly after that, it was time for bed (laughs) and it was warm and I got into bed and like got tucked in and my grandma was trying to get the fan in the room to work, but it wouldn't work. Like it was just a like rotor fan and just would not work. And so she just was like, she fiddled with it for a couple of minutes and then was like, eh, whatever. Like you should be okay. It'll be fine. Well, she leaves and maybe a couple of minutes after she leaves, the fan turns on and I don't think I've ever been more terrified in my life. (laughs) Like I struggled to like just jump out of bed and I ran down the hallway screaming. Like (laughs) I freaked my parents out. Like it just, it was a mess because I had seen that movie and then this fan came to life and it just was terrifying. So it just made me think of that. That would be the 1986 film with starring Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Maximum Overdrive by Stephen King. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, now I don't have a problem with it. I think I watched it like at some point last year. Um, like now I don't have a problem with it, but man, was that terrifying as a young girl. (laughs) Oh boy. If I remember right, Stephen King lists that as like the film that made him reconsider doing as much cocaine as he was doing at the time or something like that. <laughs> so, it, it is kind of a weird movie. <laughs> so, I mean, I can I can see why that maybe would have made him pause to think like, hmm, maybe I'm doing a little too much cocaine. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> I mean, I think we all have those moments at certain points. Get it together, Stevie. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you think that would be a power that Cyber Ghost has? Mm, I feel like she would have that power. Okay. So, yeah, gothy. Uh, 
literal ghost hacker. Mm-hmm. Control electronics. Uh, I mean, at this point, we should also just point out that maybe, you know, she's got an affinity for, like, horror movies. I feel like that's a fitting oh, yeah. characteristic that she would have or trait sort of thing. Well, it sounds like she would be like a horror movie if you got on the wrong side of her. Like, if she came to town. Yeah, he wanted that's something true. From you. Yeah. Yeah, she could definitely cause trouble think so it's her so she wants to get her soul back from the demon right Mm -hmm. but what else do you think would be her normal drive oh that's a good question like it doesn't seem like she would need money is she just like out for like fame and notoriety no if anything i think it would be motivated by like Maybe a struggle that she had in life. Uh, she's not necessarily looking to gain anything, but more like she would. She's trying to like fight some injustice, but in like she kind of goes about it in the wrong way, I guess, since she's a villain. Yeah, is she like sort of like an anarchist? Because that was like a big deal in like the 80s hacker groups is like digital anarchy and political movements yeah. like that. I would say, yeah, that would be fitting. Being like an anarchist. Yeah. I think that would fit her very well. Because the only thing, I, other thing I was coming up with is that like maybe in high school she was like bullied or something. But I feel like that's kind of a... um I don't know. It's used a lot. I mean, it's not bad, but kind of common or super popular, I guess. It's a pulpy, tropey universe. We're good with that. But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> she got bullied in high school, and then she, like, changed all the bullies' grades. Oh, yeah. Like, made them all... Uh... All terrible. All Fs. Well, like, all unable to play sports, and then, like, the random one that wasn't in sports made their grades too good, so they had to be in special classes that they didn't like. <laughs> nice. I like it. I see her almost being, like, a, uh, oh, like a random background character in, like, an Archie comic at that time. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Oh, yeah. So I guess their arch villain would be the demon. Yeah. Do they have any other, like, nemeses, like, heroes? Or, like, a type of hero that you think they would fight against regularly? Oh, that's a good question. We've got Cyber Wolf, who's, like, a hacker, but for the good guys. Oh, well, yeah, then I feel like they would. Like... That's just kind of like, it would be weird if they didn't fight each other. So I could see that. He is like a literal wolf that has cybernetic enhancements. So That's super cool. I think they'd be a pretty good match off. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because she could like totally mess with him uh, since he's got the cybernetic part. Oh, yeah. Stop punching yourself. So. Stop punching yourself. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. 
But I'm sure that he could get her back. Like, he could probably exploit a weakness of hers. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't really be, like, super strong. I would say she probably doesn't have the strongest melee skills. (laughs) Or anything like that. So, you know. She's kind of just got one good fighting ground. And if she's not on that, she probably doesn't have the best advantage. So maybe there's like a cyber wolf comic where she's been like kind of tormenting him. <laughs> kind of testing her skills out. Yeah. And then like at the end, her doorbell rings and she looks out and there's no one outside and she opens the door and there's literal cyber wolf. Oh yeah. It just ends. <laughs> oh, suspense. Yeah. I was thinking the other character we have that might be a good square off for there's broadband and dial-up. They're like a robot duo. Oh, of course. So yeah. she wouldn't actually fight fight them, but like could mess with them a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, by their names, yes. <laughs> that, yeah, you could definitely see that happening. Broadband's like a giant mech-sized robot. So I could see her like messing oh. inside of him, just like she'd have fun with that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's see here. Well, is there anything else you could think of to add to the lore of Cyber Ghosts? Mm, not really. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's a pretty fleshed out character. Yeah, as is. But it was like I feel like she materialized pretty nicely, like. Things fell into place for her. Yeah. Well, and I think it's pretty easy since we already did a lot of work during the Christmas caper to kind of. Yeah, that kind of helped. That made a good, like, framework. Yeah. Oh, um, I was going to see if there's anything else we wanted to do to flesh out the demon in you. Oh. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose we could always, uh, kind of draw inspiration from the dictionary of demons that we've sort of been (laughs) perusing through. It's our, like what we read in the car to each other when we're on trips. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I really appreciate that you were just casually reading that the other day after church at my mom's house. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You guys were working on the bike. There wasn't much I could do to help put that together. So it's like, well, I'll read. Um, I was starting back at the A's because I want to. I want to try and draw these demons. Oh yeah, and just see like what. Since I have this new tablet, I want to draw. Kind of just see what I would think they would look like, and so I was reading about Abaddon, which he is pretty notable because, in some sources, it's. They say Abaddon is a place, and in other sources they say Abaddon is a demon. And if he's a demon, he is uh, like a demon of uh, like ruin or waste and destruction. So I imagined this like well dressed demon, like Hugo Boss suits, like you know designer stuff, like decadent stuff but also surrounded by like a bunch of destruction. So I kind of got this idea of like a sort of rich playboy demon 
kind of idea since, you know, that's what he's kind of all about. Um, I was like the descriptions for like, there's a steaman and he's commander of like 40 lesser spirits or, you know, things like that. Cause I just imagine them like managing all those, all those spirits and like, you know, do they have like team meetings? <laughs> do, you know, does he have, I'm sure it's kind of a headache for scheduling things like that. Like, well, it sounds all very corporate. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, that's what I always imagine. Like, he serves under this person who serves under that. Like, you know, if you're a demon prince, you might answer to a couple of other higher ups. <laughs> uh, so, but you've also got like some underlings underneath you. So, you know, I'm the assistant to the vice regional manager. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I have 10 lesser interns under me. <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe we should draw on that. Is her demon nemesis like a corporate demon? <gasps> oh. Wears nice suits and it's just like trying to casually bring back, bring about the end of the world through, you know, whatever the best means are. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I think that would be good. Uh, um, I wrote down the name wrong because I think you mm -hmm. said a bad den. Yeah, a b a d d o n. So I wrote down a bad den. <laughs> I mean, that's not I, a terrible name. That's not a terrible name either. I think that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, just pretty straight. Straight lace designer demon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Likes the finer things. Um, it also kind of makes me think of um the devil's advocate. Oh yeah. Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino, Charlize their own, but um Al Pacino is the devil and he works for this fancy, fancy law firm. And so, you know, it's like nothing but the best for this law firm kind of thing. So I could kind of easily see abandoned like that. So I had a very intense hallucination just now when you've mentioned the devil's advocate that. Oh, whoa. Not like real hallucination, but I was really convinced that it was the guy that played uh, Mr. Wednesday from American Gods who played the devil in devil's advocate. I completely oh, forgot that that no. was Al Pacino. Yeah, it was Al Pacino, but he wouldn't be a bad choice either. I really like Wednesday in American Gods. Like, he plays that part really well. Like, Ian McShane. Are you sure it's not, are, like, is he, are you sure it's, like, not acting? <laughs> like, that is just, that is just him. Like, I'm pretty sure just Ian just walked on to set. And did not realize <laughs> what his part was. Well, and I'm sure with like the wave of like a wave of his hand, you know, he probably changed it to where it's like, oh yeah. And so we also need to get this guy on set. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like we could make some pretty good shaggy memes with the end <laughs> It wasn't even special I... effects. He just that he just made those things happen. <laughs> 
I so you had mentioned Shaggy memes <laughs> like yesterday, and I was like, no, I've not seen any of it. I went and browsed Tumblr for a little bit <laughs> earlier, and was like, oh, okay, that's what they're talking about. I see. So someone, well, is our friend Finley has been posting so many, and I'm <laughs> so happy about all of them. But he posted one, supposedly that was like the OG. I'd forgotten that in the newer cartoon, there was an episode mm-hmm. where Shaggy goes to like a hypnotist. And their, oh. their plan was to try to cure Shaggy of being afraid of everything. So they just uh-huh. they just wanted to make Shaggy just a tiny bit more assertive. So I guess he like wanted to ask a girl out, but he was too afraid to. Okay. So they took him to the hypnotist, and instead they made him into like Neo, fighting style wise. Oh. Because he like beats up an entire biker gang, but <laughs> in the meme, someone had replaced the music <laughs> with like an anime fighting song. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Top 10 anime fights. <laughs> Shaggy. <laughs> oh, but about back to your corporate demon. So yeah. they command like 40 lesser spirits or something like that. Are those like other yeah. hackers or other people that he's stolen souls from? Yeah. That could be it. I mean, I'm, that I, that's one way of being in, in service to a demon, I would imagine. Yeah. So maybe he's got all sorts of people working for him, like lawyers, yeah. politicians. Oh, yeah. Like the, the whole gamut of, yeah. you know, people. I like that. I like the, the danger that raises because... Then Cyber Ghost may not always know, like, who's working for who. Yeah. yeah. Add some danger in there. Mm hmm. I think that's pretty good. Yay. That's almost like a, like a preacher esque world we've created there just for this one character. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like that. We need to catch up on that. Yeah, we do. I think two seasons are on Hulu. And we've got the comics. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, we were watching the show pretty regularly, almost religiously. <laughs> eh. Yeah. And then uh, we got kind of off and track. We, and We got kind of off track. Well, and I think we moved. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. We, we weren't living with my parents anymore, and they had cable. And so uh, once we moved out of the house, then it was like, oh, <laughs> There goes our regularly scheduled Sunday evenings. But uh, we got the comic from Quentin. And I opened yeah. it. And the first page is like, I think, the end of season one. <laughs> oh. So I was just, oh, I feel like this is spoilers, Oops. even though this is the original <laughs> material. <laughs> right. But no, I was really liking that show. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. Um the guy that plays Preacher. Hmm. I forget his name. Dominic. I've seen him at a couple of the cons. The oh. Comic Cons that I've gone to. Oh, but it was weird because just recently 
I saw him. Um, Dominic Cooper. Hmm. That's who it is. He's in Mamma Mia. Oh. And is, yeah, right? <laughs> like, oh, is he like just, the boyfriend? He, yeah, he's the, yeah, he's opposite Amanda Seyfried. Oh. And like, they're supposed to get married. And so it's, it was kind of weird seeing him in this, in Mamma Mia with that role compared to like, what he's done since that. <laughs> so it just kind of was odd. Cause you know, here he is like singing songs and, you know, dancing around just, Oh, all right. A varied actor, a versatile actor, you could say. Uh, but yeah, it, it was still pretty funny just to see that. See, I just really love Joe Gilgun. Oh, yeah. But uh, playing Cassidy and Preacher is exactly like everything else I've seen him in. So that was perfectly normal. <laughs> well, yeah, because we saw him first in um, Misfits. Yeah. And that show was brilliant. <laughs> like, amazing. So good. Um, and so it was nice to see him in the Preacher, in Preacher again. Yeah. Kind of doing the same stuff that he was doing. <laughs> I mean, basically the same character. <laughs> Pretty much. Which, that would be a fun series to revisit again, is Misfits. Yeah. I started the first episode, and I got about halfway through. I was like, this is so good, but I need to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love that theme song. Oh, yeah. No, they had some good music on there. Well, then I think the last thing we usually do for these is we do comic book covers. Mm. So we think of like different events or just cool things that be on the cover of the comics that feature. I immediately just imagine the comic book cover for her being her like in front of a bunch of different screens and she's just lit by the glow of all these computer screens. Um, and she's like, just kind of sitting there working. That's kind of what I see the cover being for her. Like that. Maybe not interesting, but just kind of like a cool glimpse into like her working on stuff or something like that. Maybe the, on one of the screens, there's something interesting that hints at like some big plan that she's doing or, uh, you'd have like demonic glyphs flashing on another one but that's what i would see her uh comic book cover as uh i had the idea of her big demon nemesis sitting at a computer and she's like being dragged by the mouse on the screen she's like really tiny oh and he's like threateningly holding her over the waste recycling bin that would be perfect. I like that much better. Oh, these are these are comic covers, so we can do a lot. I mean, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. No, I like both of those. I also still like the idea of a bunch of computers and making a pentagram, and her like sitting in the middle or something. Mm-hmm. Like some candles being lit. Um. Oh, you could use like computer cords. 
to also help make the pentagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of um, power strips with way too much plugged into them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to make the candlelight, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That would be perfect, too. Yeah. Well, I think that does about wrap us up, though. Cool. I was kind of nervous about this yeah. just because I feel like I just don't have very strong skills in character building. Uh, it's something that I like need more practice at. So I'm this. I'm glad this went really well. Yeah. I mean, we've been putting you through a lot of D and D, and I feel like that's getting you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Like working with Nano um, on Saturday to get my uh, Elf Ranger character created really kind of like lit a spark and i'm just like oh okay this isn't too bad like with a little help and coaxing like a character was born you know <laughs> a star was born <laughs> that's right yeah so now i'm excited for two characters two of my own characters i feel like oh what? oh oh this character and that character I was like, are yeah. you playing two characters? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> we'll barely be able to handle one, so. We we have somebody at one of our tables that's playing, like, three at the same time. And we've just given them some trouble. Yeah, I had Nano explain that to me, because he was like, well, do you want... He was like, I can tell you, he said, but do you want, like, the characters? Do you want, like the other players to tell you or do you want like your character to be told by the other characters it was like no you just tell me nano that way i have the straight story because it sounds a little complicated <laughs> so it was like no just tell me right now that way i have it straight for when we do start up dnt it's it's been a thing <laughs> yeah it's it sounds like it it Sounds like it. Yeah. But where can people find you if they come looking for you? Um, they can just find me at twitch.tv slash oceanic bones. Um, I'm usually streaming on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I've been working my way through Dark Souls 3, currently on the fight with Madeir. Uh, and once I finish that, I'll be doing, I'll be starting Monster Hunter and Bloodborne. Nice. So, uh, that's where you can usually find me. Yeah. Hardcore gamer chick over here. <laughs> gamer grill. I'm still stuck on the first character in Dark Souls 3. <laughs> oh, you're still stuck on, uh, Ludex? L uh... I may have said his name wrong. More like Rude Dex. <laughs> the guy you pull the sword out of and then he's like upset about that? Yeah. So I, I made a Herald and I think mm. maybe I just need to start off with something a little easier like a knight or something. I don't know. Well, and I think it's kind of general opinion that that's a pretty tough boss for your first boss to run into. Yeah. Because he's got some, he's got like a kind of fast move set, especially with like his kicks. And he, he's got like an elbow attack that he kind of pulls out of nowhere. And then 
you know, halfway through, like he gets his health halfway down. And then this like crazy slime creature pops out of him. Oh, and wow. that, oh, I hope <laughs> I didn't just ruin that fight for you. Oh, you can't Shoot. ruin it. I've been stuck on it for too many hours to be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> At this part, it's like, take the controller. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> um, if you're on PC, we can totally co-op. Oh, uh, cool. I need to get my controller back out because doing keyboard was definitely a step down in my Oof. Yeah. My yeah. Well, I have put a lot of hours into Dark Souls and I don't think I even <laughs> would be good enough to do mouse and keyboard. Just no, that's ridiculous. I feel like such a heretic. So there's even like first person shooter games from like, can I grab a controller? <laughs> no, that's my, since like, Playing most of my time on console, um, switching over to PC in these last couple of years has been kind of an adjustment because it's always like, so does this support controller? Because <laughs> that's just more what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, so I totally understand. Cool, cool. Thanks again for joining us. Well, happy to be on and happy to work with this character. Yeah. Thanks for helping me out with it. Yeah, it was really fun. It was. We'll have to bring Cyberghost back into the show more. We've been talking about yeah. doing more like RPG stuff like we did. So we'll see if we can bring her back more. That would be pretty fun to do. Be interesting to see what sort of shenanigans she gets up to. Yeah. I started writing a short story for her beating up Wrecker, but Ooh. maybe it'd be more fun to play that out. We'll see. Hey, it's me, Future Daniel. And I'm just here to read the credits. Art by Lisa Prather. Find her on Instagram and on her website, lisapratherart.com. Email us at doubleissueshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, we got a WordPress, we got Discord, come talk to us. Find us on doubleissue.show. Our theme song was Free Harmonics by the Free Harmonics Orchestra, shortened and adapted under the Creative Commons license. Also this week, a little bit of snippets used under, used under fair use were excerpts from the Maximum Overdrive trailer, the Prowler trailer, and B-Movie. Please don't sue us. We'll just, we'll give you everything we own, which is this podcast, and it's not a lot of money. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Next week, it's a Daniel Central episode. We'll talk to you then. Night after night, he waited for her. Whenever the time was right, he'd come back. Cyber Ghost. If he wants you, he'll get you. The Cyber Ghost. If he gets you, you'll wish you were dead.
just when you catch your breath, it starts all over again. If he wants you, he'll get you. You may think you're safe, but you're dead wrong. The Cyber Ghost. Coming soon.